Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Beth. We're two hardworking mamas who have a lot in common. We're accountability partners, turned podcast partners, living ordinary lives while chasing our dreams. We're both obligers, and we created this podcast to help keep us accountable for showing up. We want to talk about motherhood, mastering our mindset, navigating that delicate balance of work and home life, and all of the things in between. Life is hard. We want you to know that you're not alone, and we see you. We're all in this together, and we're so glad you're here. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to hear about your birth stories. I know. I'm so excited. I have been trying to refresh my memory this week, just like thinking about it, took some notes so that I don't miss anything. (laughs) That's such a good idea. I know earlier tonight I was like, um, it's been almost six years since I gave birth. So, (laughs) which is crazy. When is your son's birthday? It's in June. June. Okay. Yeah. Wow. He'll, and he'll be six. He'll be six. Oh my goodness. It's nuts. That is crazy. Time just flies by. I swear. Like, like what's the saying? The days are long, but the years are short. It's so true. So true. And I think that all the time, because I'm like, oh man, this week is dragging. And then all of a sudden it'll be like Friday. And I'm like, oh, a week yes. has gone by. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I know, I know. And it's been about, well, Monroe will be almost, or she'll be eight months next month. Time is flying. It's nuts. Yeah. And I even, so when I was, this wasn't planned when I was going into giving birth, but somehow it just happened. Someone did a record, like recorded on my phone, her actually being born, which I was like, I would have never thought I wanted that (laughs) when I was, I don't know. I mean, even like I said, even going into it, I wasn't planning on that, but someone asked me if they wanted me to record and I was like, sure, why not? And they're like, well, if you you can always delete it if you don't want it. Right. So I watched that back the other day too, as a refresher. And I was, I don't know, part of it's like kind of hard to watch because it takes you back to that feeling. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also really, really awesome and really empowering and just cool to relive that because when you're going through it, you're kind of in the zone and not, or at least I was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so special. And yeah. What an interesting, yeah. What a great way to like relive it though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I will probably never do anything with it. Maybe I'll show Monroe when she's older, if she wants to see it, but who knows? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to share our birth stories and Rachel's is obviously a little bit more recent (laughs) eight months ago, but I think you're going to go first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my due date was July 28th. Is this for Daxon? No, no, for Monroe. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I figured I'll do Monroe since it's a little more fresh in my brain. Okay. And I will retrieve my memories from six yes. years ago. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So my due date was July 28th and due date came and went and nothing, nothing happening. You know, I, there was a couple times that I thought like, oh, maybe something I had gone on some long walks in the evening and I had Brexton Hicks throughout my pregnancy. So those would kind of pick up on my walks and become a little more consistent, but never when I would get back home and get ready for bed or whatever, they would fizzle out. Nothing had started at that point. So I went to my appointment. 
everything looked good. So that weekend after my, my due date was on a Tuesday and that weekend after my parents were like, Hey, why don't we take Daxton home with us for a couple days? And that way, I think they were like thinking maybe it'll happen and they were going to be the ones on call to come watch him when I went into labor. Anyways, they came, took him with them for the weekend and Eric, it was, which was really nice because then Eric and I had one last weekend of just able to rest or do whatever we wanted to do before the baby came. And of course we were hoping that the baby would come over the weekend, but she did not. I think my parents brought Daxton back on Sunday and still nothing happening. (laughs) And then that Tuesday was my next appointment. So it was a week after my due date at this point. So I had my midwife appointment in the morning around like 1045, went there and she checked everything out and she, she didn't check to see if I was dilated or anything at that point. And appointment ended and I was like, so is that it? Like, you're just going to send me home? <laughs> She's like, yeah. yep, everything looks good. Like if nothing's happening, um, we'll, we'll set up another appointment for this Friday if nothing's happening by then. And I was like, okay, is there any way that you can do a membrane stripping? Cause I had that done with Daxton and well, it worked, but (laughs) so she was like, well, let me check my schedule real quick. See if I have time to fit that in real quick. So she left the room and came back and was like, yep, I can, I can go ahead and do that for you. So she did that and also checked to see if I was dilated at that point as well. And I was, I think it was only one centimeter dilated. So minimal progress (laughs) at that point, nothing to get excited about. So she did that. And then she said, okay, go home, fry up some eggs in two eggs in two tablespoons of castor oil, and then like sop it, sop up the extra oil with some bread and eat that for lunch. So I'm like, okay. And I was a little concerned because I've heard nightmare stories about castor oil, you know, cause it's a laxative. So like, is this going to give me diarrhea? <laughs> and she said, no, it won't give you diarrhea because you're eating it with the protein. So with eating it with the eggs, for some reason, whatever it is, balances that out. So it won't give you the poops. That's great. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was a little skeptical, but I took her word for it, stopped on the way home, grabbed some castor oil, went home, cooked up my delicious lunch. That's being sarcastic because it was, <laughs> it really didn't taste that bad. Like you can tell it's a different oil that it was cooked in, but it wasn't like, it wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't something I would look forward to eating. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so on the drive home, I was, I kind of felt like, you know, that feeling when your uterus is just a little irritated. That was all I really felt. It was just very minimal. So got home, had lunch with Eric was working from home at that point and had lunch with him in Daxton. And we put Daxton down for his nap. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little more crampy kind of not, not like contractions, but just kind of crampy. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make our dinner for tonight right now. So that if something happens, I'm prepared. We have dinner ready, started doing that and threw in some laundry, just kind of doing stuff around the house. And then at that point I was starting to have a contraction here and there. I'm like, okay, cool. Like maybe something's happening, but I didn't want to get too excited because, you know, I've had this happen before where you kind of think, oh, maybe. And then no. So I didn't really tell tell anybody for a little while. And then I would say probably around like 1.30 or so, I was like, okay, these are getting to be a little more consistent. And Eric was out in the garage. His brother had stopped over. So I went out there and I was like, hey, I think it's working. <laughs> 
So he's like, uh, okay, <laughs> got, got kind of excited, but we didn't start making any moves at that point. So I'm cooking dinner and by probably like two o'clock, I was like, okay, yeah, I think, I think this is the real deal. This is, it was starting to get a little more painful, but nothing that I had to like stop. Like I, I could continue going about what I was doing. So then I think around three o'clock was when I started to start like texting my mom, my sister, the people that we needed to tell to put things into action. Texted all of them. I was like, okay, it's happening. We had, we had like contacted our midwife and she kind of told her how I was feeling. And she said, okay, it sounds like you're in labor. Why don't you give me a call once your childcare arrives? And then you guys can leave, head to the hospital and like, let me know and I'll meet you there. So my brother-in-law was the one that was going to be watching Daxton. Of course, Daxton decided to take a really long nap that day. So we had to wake him up. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So my brother-in-law got there about 4.15 in the afternoon, took Daxton to his house. And at that point I was, the contractions were more uncomfortable where I had to like kind of lay down or stop and breathe through them a little bit. We left the house at 4.30, had to t- head to the hospital, about 20 minute drive or so. And we, well, I won't share too much, but we were traumatized from our experience with Daxton in our car ride to the hospital. So we were really nervous. We hit some traffic on the way, on the way to the hospital and we're like, oh my gosh, no, like this cannot happen. <laughs> Thankfully it was all good. We made it there. My sister was meeting us there cause she was going to be there for the birth too. And we actually came up to the stoplight next to each other, got there like the exact same time. Somehow, I don't know how it worked out, but, <laughs> um, so we got to the hospital and we had to, you know, go through the whole check-in process and I was going to be using the natural birthing room. So you have to be monitored for 20 minutes in like the triage area before you can go to the natural birthing room, just because they like to make sure that everything is stable. You're not going to need any like serious medical interventions or anything like that. So that was a really long 20 minutes in that room. Cause I was just like, please, I just want to get up to the room and feel settled, you know, as much as you can when you're in labor. <laughs> so they monitored me, monitored me for 20 minutes, checked my cervix and I was six centimeters dilated at that point. So I was like, awesome. I made, made some good progress here. So I think they actually let me go up to the room a couple minutes early and someone, I don't remember who was asked if I could walk up to the room, <laughs> which was like, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> so they took me up on the stretcher bed to the birthing room and had some pretty intense contractions on the way up there. But at that point, like I was still the whole time I was in triage and like on the way up to the room, I could still like in between contractions, have a conversation and, and be like, feel somewhat okay. So yeah, I got to the room and had one really big contraction right before I was about to get over onto the other bed, got over onto the other bed and it was becoming more and more intense at this point. And I remember having one really, really intense contraction. And it was like, oh my goodness, what just happened? Like it was so, <laughs> so bad. Was that like different than like what you had, exper- had experienced with Daxton's birth? Yes, because with him, it was like when my water broke, that was kind of that tipping point. Okay. And so my water had not broke at this point. It was just this one contraction that was really, really out of this world. Oh my gosh. And I remember like Eric was in front of me by my head. And I remember just like squeezing his hand so hard. 
like looking at him and I was like, what just happened? And then my sister was, I was laying on my side throughout this process. And my sister was like down by my legs, kind of helping get pressure on my sacrum and hold my legs in different positions. I don't really know exactly what she was all doing, but she was doing a lot of help. (laughs) And then after that big contraction, I felt like, oh my goodness, I feel like I need, I have the urge to push. Like it didn't feel like I couldn't control it, but I felt like I had the urge to push. And so I told everybody that, and the midwife was in the room, but she was kind of off sitting to the side a little bit, which was really funny because she was just kind of like Eric and my sister were like, yeah, she was just on her phone. Like, I think she was doing work stuff, but she was on her phone. And every once in a while she would chime in and be like, oh, maybe hold her leg like this or try this. (laughs) But she was very much hands-off throughout the laboring process. Yeah. So after that, um, and I said, you know, I feel like I have the urge to push and she was like, well, go ahead and push then. Like, that's fine. And so I'm like, well, my water hasn't broke yet. I thought my water had to break before I could start pushing. And she said, no, like, it's totally fine. You can, you can push with the next contraction. I gave a good push and my water broke at that point. (laughs) So, yeah. So that was really exciting. And, and then throughout the the whole like laboring process. I didn't get an epidural or anything like that. That was my goal to, to not. And so kind of my coping mechanisms throughout was just deep breathing. And I did a lot of like visualization. So my, I had read this book while I was pregnant, all about the female anatomy and the the pelvis and all of that. And so I was just like, try to visualize the baby moving through the birth canal. That was kind of what got me through it, I guess. And pushed and my water broke. And then rested for a little bit in between. Next contraction came and I was pushing again. And her head, you could see her head start to crown. And at that point, the midwife was like, do you want to feel your baby's head? Like, it's right here. So I reached my hand out, can feel her head. I'm like, okay, I'm so close. This yes. is <laughs> like, we're, we're near the end here. So rested again in between. And then that next contraction that came, I gave another good push and her head came out. And then the midwife was like, okay, go ahead, push for me one more time. All in that same, it was in the same contraction. And then she came out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. So it was about like three rounds of contractions pushing, which was so much shorter than with Daxton. So I was very, very happy about that. (laughs) So yeah, immediately pulled her up on my, well, I tried to put it pulling her up on my chest, midwife, the midwife is like, Oh no, like move her down a little bit. Cause she was still hooked to the cord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she's laying on my belly and yeah, we didn't know gender at that point. So then we looked and we're very surprised to see that she was a girl. Cause I, I don't know why I just thought she was a boy. I don't know if it was because I already had a boy or what, but I always, I thought she was a boy throughout most of the pregnancy. Nope. It was a girl, which we were really Aww. excited about, but it, it took me a few minutes. Well, it took me a while. I kept wanting to say he. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah, she was so sweet. Yeah. It was awesome. So she was born at 6.02 PM. Wow. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yes. It was a whirlwind, but it was, it, it couldn't have gone any smoother. I, I feel like everything just went really, really, really well. And yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it went pretty fast. Like 
how long were you at the hospital between like when you got there and like when she was born? Yeah. Like a couple hours, right? Or not uh, even? No, it was like an hour and 10 minutes because we got there about 10 to five. Mm-hmm. And then we were in like the triage area till about five fifteen, And then they took me up to the room and then she was born at six. Oh my gosh. So, so fast. Yes. It went. Yeah. It was about the whole the total of the whole labor was about half the time of my son's. So it was, I figure it was about okay. four and a half hours that I was in labor total from when I like really started having contractions till when she was born. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was awesome. I don't know. I, I don't have words to explain, I guess, but I'm very, I'm so thankful that it, I didn't have any complications. Like everything yeah. just went, went really, really well. And I'm really thankful too, that I was able to have like two support people there because with COVID, like at one point you could only have one person. And so it was, it was really nice that my sister and my husband could both be there and experience it with me. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So that's her story. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like, she breastfed really, really good from the beginning which also was a a total different experience from Daxton. I think having like having experienced breastfeeding already, like I I had a better idea of what to do, but she also just latched a lot better and pretty much had the hang of it from the start. Like she did really well. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. Which I was so thankful for because that was a huge challenge for me. My first, first time around. And, you know, I had, a lot of different struggles with that, um, breastfeeding. So I was thankful that it went so smooth with her and, and we're still, still breastfeeding. So yeah. Yeah. She was just a champ right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, and she's so sweet. Like I love your pictures. You post of her. She's so sweet. You just want to pinch her cheeks. <laughs> I know she has those, her cheeks are so, so plump. Yeah. They're, they're great. Yeah. She's, she's really a pretty like even keel baby. I mean, she has her moments like any baby, but you know, I can put her on the floor and she'll, she'll play contently for quite a while. As long as her brother's not (laughs) picking on her, which is, he doesn't pick on her, but he just, he wants to, he wants to love her and he wants to like, I don't know, he takes her toys away, but it's not like in a mean way. It's they're more fun probably. Yeah. Well, usually she's playing with his toys. So I mean, to Uh. be fair, they are his, but like, still, you can't just take them out of her hands. <laughs> yeah, no, she's been, she's been great. It's, it's hard to imagine life without her now. Amazing. I'm excited to hear your story. Yes. Okay. So I, while I looked really quickly while you were talking, because I knew that Lincoln's due date was in July and I had a calendar invite saved on my phone and it was actually, his due date was July 22nd, but He was not born in July. He was born in June. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yes. That is quite a big gap. Yeah. I was at 36 weeks and it was like a Monday. I was at work and I just didn't feel good. I remember I went to the bathroom and I was just like in the stall kind of leaning on it. Like I just like I, I felt nauseous and I just did not feel great. But like other than that, nothing else was happening. I went to the bathroom and was like, I'm not really peeing, but like, I guess I'm just incontinent because I've been pregnant for 36 weeks. I'm just like leaking a little bit. So 
I like got up and went about my day. I also didn't want to go home because I was trying to save up my sick time for when I was on maternity leave. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to push through and just work. So I did that. I went home the next day. And at this point, like I was, I was married to my son's dad. So, you know, we were living together (laughs) at that point. We were married. So the next day I got up and I was getting ready for work. And I remember standing at the sink and I was like, I don't think I'm incontinent. I think something's happening. I think my water broke because I could feel fluid dripping. Oh (laughs) my goodness. And what I didn't realize was that your water could break and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be this gush of flu of your water breaking like you see in the movies for example. Right. So I ca- and I had done a ton of prep work. I really wanted to have a natural birth. I was seeing midwives that were like at least an hour and 20 minutes away from where I was living at that time. It's like one of the only birth centers in the state. So like I really planned to have a natural birth. So I called the mid- midwives and At that point, I was at 36 weeks. We didn't have a car seat yet. So, I mean, like we really weren't prepared. So we go (laughs) to the birthing center and the midwife is like, okay, well, yeah, your water is definitely broken. You're going to meet your baby today. Like in my head before we left, I was like, "Eh, I mean, I'm at 36 weeks. Like I'm, we're probably going to like come home. Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I didn't prepare at all. I was like, okay, we'll just go have this appointment and then they'll send us home. Cause like, I don't feel like I'm in labor. I'm not having contractions or anything. So in my yeah. head, I was like, oh, we're just going to go home later. But the midwife is like, well, you're going to meet your baby today. And I was like, we don't have a car seat or anything. Like, <laughs> So yeah, that's, oh my gosh. <laughs> Looking back now, yes, I, <laughs> it makes sense that we wouldn't just go home. Like my water had broken. Yeah. But then I was, you know, just inexperienced in that area. So we tried some natural things like at the birthing center. Like I remember there were a couple of herbal tinctures that I had. We tried like nipple stimulation. Nothing was really working. So she was like, you know, you really need to head to the hospital because there's nothing we can do here at the birthing center. So she was like, you know, stop and get like lunch or whatever. Like we're like, well, we're going to get food and maybe get a car seat. So she was like, it's not really an emergency that you get there ASAP. So we kind of took our time. We got sandwiches, we got a car seat, and then we went to the hospital. And I was still really set on at least trying to have a natural birth. I mean, I really advocated for that. They initially said like, oh, you have to get a C-section like right now because your water has been broken for so long. But I still continued to advocate for trying for natural birth. And I was on Pitocin for a long time to stimulate labor. So what was your, sorry to interrupt. What was your experience with the Pitocin? It was, so I think there are a couple of good things. So one, I was hooked up to a lot of machines so you could see when the contractions were coming and you could see when they would peak and when they would taper off. So I think that was good. At least my husband at that time could say like, oh, you're going to have a contraction. Okay. Now it's, it's tapering off. So like mentally that was really good. 
I don't know what it's like to labor naturally. So I'm not, I don't really have anything to compare it to. I think that was maybe like the one good thing, except I was hooked up to a lot of machines. They also put like a balloon type thing in my cervix to try to get it to dilate more. And that was super uncomfortable, but I labor, I had a Pitocin induced labor for 23 hours. Oh my goodness. It was a long time. So I was, I went into the hospital on a Tuesday and almost a day later, they were like, it's really not happening. Like, you know, you're not dilating anymore. It's time. It's time for the baby to come out. Oh and my so gosh. I was like, okay, yes, it's been a long time. I'm kind of ready at this point. And like, it had been so long that I had, I mean, thank goodness I had prepared, we had like honey sticks and like packets of, I don't know, applesauce or something that I could eat at least to keep my energy up because I knew that I couldn't have really food and they didn't really want me to have food because of the chance that I would have to have a C-section kind of at any moment. So I was really just laboring (laughs) on like honey sticks and uh, I'm so exhausted. It was intense. Like it was a lot. And I'm kind of, I mean, I'm glad that I was able to at least try because I really just, I wanted to have that experience of like, okay, what is labor like? And I I had done so much in preparation for having a natural birth. I just wanted to give it a shot. And so they got me ready for surgery. It was the first time I'd had a catheter. So that was, that was interesting. And it was, this was like six years ago. So I just remember it being very quiet. We were waiting for the room to be um, operating room to be prepped. And we were just kind of like alone with all these other like beds, just like waiting. So it was a lot of not being sure of what was going to happen really. And just kind of weird. Like it was a weird experience and I was kind of just ready. Like, yes, let's meet the baby. I had like the spinal block and I remember just feeling really cold as I was just waiting for the baby to be born. And thank goodness I had prepped in the chance that I would have a C-section. So I had read about having, you know, like a very family-centered birth, a gentle cesarean. And so I had really, I talked to the midwife about, you know, having the baby put on my chest as soon as he was born and having like the clear curtain so I could see when he was born. And so there were a couple of things that I was still able to do. And I'm, I'm really glad that I prepared mentally in the chance that I would have a C-section. And I think that really helped me to do a couple of the things that I really wanted to do. So I could feel like I had some, some say and some control in the process, which was really nice. And thinking back on it, when I had the birthing classes, they really did not talk about C-sections at all. And they really, I, I think because it was at a birthing center, they really pitched the C-section as like worst case scenario. Like you really don't want to have a C-section and we're only going to talk about it for a minute. So I think that's really, if I had any feedback to give, that would be one thing. Um, nobody asked me at the birthing center, <laughs> but. Um, Right. Yeah. Because yes, it's not your goal, but if it happens, like we need, we need to know, we need to be prepared mentally, you know, and among other things as well. Yes. And I think just honoring that process is just, that's a way that babies are born and that's a way to keep everyone safe. 
in these situations, you know, like it was not healthy for the baby to be under such stress for a long time with my water being broken for so long. And like, it wasn't healthy for me to keep laboring. This was really the solution. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, if I had any feedback, that would just be one thing is just prepare mothers for all, all ways that babies can be born and it's okay either way. Right. So yeah, when, when Lincoln was born, they put him on my chest right away and they really, they let me have him on my chest as we went to the recovery room as well. So I don't think they do that for everyone. I think they put the baby in like the rolly cart or whatever to go to the recovery room. So I was able to advocate for at least being together for the first few hours of his life. And yeah, the recovery from the C-section, I, you know, that was almost six years ago. I think I was much more resilient then (laughs) because I didn't, it was painful, but I think that I recovered pretty well. I don't remember having like a lot of issues with, you know, like going to the bathroom or I don't know, just some of the things, some of the complications you can have after you have a C-section. I did a few years after he was born, I did do like a cesarean section scar recovery group to help mobilize my scar and to work on pelvic health. And so I think that was really good that I did that. And I was able to regain some, you know, feeling around my scar and just help minimize like scar tissue and pain that I was having around my scar. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to note that, you know, piggybacking off of our last episode that, that pelvic health physical therapy can help, you know, even if you don't have a vaginal birth, they can help with a lot of things that moms experience after having cesarean birth as well. And that, you know, like you said, that scar tissue can be a huge problem area for people. So that's awesome that you were able to do that. Yeah, I think I had a little bit of trauma around the C-section just because that I wasn't as mentally prepared for that as maybe I could have been. Like, yes, I did do some research, but I think just healing physically and like mentally around that, it was a really good thing that I did the recovery, the C-section scar recovery group, because it allowed me to sort of, you know, like come to terms with my scar and like, you know, that's, that's how my baby was born. And that's part of my birth story. So, yeah, I love that. I mean, it, that's a beautiful story, even though it was like nothing like you planned, nothing like you imagined. And I, yeah, I don't know, like, right. I wasn't, planning for a C-section. So I'm not really sure how I could have been more prepared. I'm just really glad that I had come across information about having like a gentle C-section and at least knowing that there were some options that I could incorporate into my, my birth plan, even though that's not what I had originally planned. When you were in labor for all those hours, were you like trying to move around much or was it mostly like laying in bed just trying to get through. I'm just curious. Yeah. So at the beginning I was sitting on like a big, like ball, um, which was really uncomfortable because I had that like balloon in my cervix Mm. and it was just not comfortable at all. Yeah. Um, imagine I've heard about those that they do not sound fun. (laughs) It was not, not fun. Yeah. It was just more uncomfortable. I was in 
I would get up and like walk and like I would be like in like a different chair but towards the end I was just laying down because I really wasn't like dilating much more I I don't think I ever got past six centimeters so it just wasn't progressing and I I realized like afterwards that like my body was not in the position to have natural labor so it really it wasn't going to happen like if I had been I could still be on Pitocin like it was it was never gonna happen <laughs> yeah that was just an interesting experience yeah but you gave it a good a good effort <laughs> I really did like I just wanted to say that I had tried and like I really did try <laughs> yeah yes definitely yeah yeah no I was just curious about that because I always pictured myself like before I had my son like I was like, oh, I'm going to be up and moving and like doing all these things. And then I, <laughs> the whole time I labored, I was just laying in bed, like I yeah. mean, for the most part, like, you know, moved here and there a little bit, but like never got up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I was on some sort of fluid antibiotic, like IV antibiotic because my water had broken so long before I was in the hospital that like I had to be on like a constant antibiotic just so there was like a minimized risk of infection and what I didn't realize was that when your water breaks like that it doesn't your body doesn't stop producing like that fluid like it keeps producing it to keep the baby safe so that's why like I kept like just leaking fluid and it never stopped (laughs) oh yeah that's so interesting I didn't know that either yeah Daxton's story So yeah, he, again, let's see, I was six days past my due date with him. And again, I had an appointment with my, well, this with him, I went to an OB and um, so I had my OB appointment in the morning and went and it was kind of the same thing. Like nothing had been happening. I was doing all the things that people say to like, try to get yourself to go into labor. And um, with him, I was like, I was kind of scared to to go into labor just because, you know, I had never experienced it before. And like, I was like, you know, it's fine. We don't need to rush it. But I went to that appointment and she was like, well, you know, we really should schedule your induction date because like, if you're not going into labor, like we need to plan this. So I was really, really distraught about that because I did not want to have to be induced at all. And so I was like, okay, fine. So we set up, set up the appointment. I think the induction for like the following week. And I remember leaving that appointment and I think I had to go over to a different part of that, like the hospital part of the clinic to have like a non-stress test. I think she wanted me to have that done. So I did that. And I remember in between those appointments, I called my sister and I don't know, I called a couple people, my, my husband, probably my mom. And I remember just like blubbering on the phone, like, Oh, they want me to be induced. And I don't want, (laughs) even though that was still a week out, like I had time. And so I was just really, really emotional in between. Oh, and I forgot to mention at my appointment, she had also did like head strip my membrane. So I was like, okay. So went to my non-stress test and everything was fine. I think she said that I had like too much fluid, which I don't know. That seemed kind of crazy to me because I wasn't like puffy and I wasn't, you know, I had drank a lot of water before the appointment because someone had said that sometimes when the baby is that far along, 
they'll sit like if they say, oh, there's not enough fluid in there, like that's a reason that they would need to induce or something. So I remember drinking lots of fluid before the appointment. And then of of course, then they tell me, oh, you have too much fluid, (laughs) but they didn't like do anything about it. So I went home and at that point I didn't have any kids at home so I could do whatever I wanted. And I, it was my day off from work. So I was, I went for a really, really long walk listening to my upbeat music. And then I got home, did like a little outside workout and I love like Spanish type music. (laughs) So I was, um, had my, I think I had my headphones in or music playing on the speaker or something and was like dancing and trying to like move my hips a lot. Cause I, again, had heard that was something that could help get things going. So I was doing all these things probably looked ridiculous at some point later on my, after he was born, when our neighbors had like stopped over to see him, they're like, yeah, I remember, I saw you working out there the other day and was like, she's going to pop any day now. I'm like, oh, great. They're watching me like do all these crazy things outside, but whatever. It was fine. Amazing. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, went about the day and nothing, absolutely nothing was happening. So that night went to bed and I was at that time I was working full time. So I was supposed to work the next day. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, am I seriously going to have to go to work tomorrow? Like this is going to, I do not want to go to work tomorrow. You were going to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I was working up until, cause I was working full time and I wanted to like save as much time as possible for after he was born to be off then. So yeah, I was, I was going to have to work the next day which I felt really, really good throughout my whole pregnancy. Like I was, like I said, I worked out that day and like, I felt really good. Didn't have like a lot of pain or anything like that throughout. So I was very blessed that way. But so I went to bed just really shortly after I had laid down in bed, I started having some contractions and I didn't really know at that time, like that they were actually contractions. Like I was just like, "Hmm, something feels different. Like my stomach keeps cramping up and it's happening pretty consistently. (laughs) And Eric hadn't, he was still out in the living room watching TV. So after it had been going on for a while, I went out and was like, Hey, I, I think I might be in labor. Like, I'm not sure, but I think I might be in labor. So he was like, okay. And like, like, well, you, maybe you should try to get some sleep in case, in case it is. Well, he was too excited. He could not sleep. (laughs) Oh Yeah. (laughs) And I couldn't sleep either because the contractions were keeping me up. They weren't like terrible, but they were enough that I couldn't sleep. So we had hired a doula for that birth. And so we were in contact with her and we're like, Hey, you know, we think things, we think we might be in labor. And she was like, okay, you know, like it could be a while, you know, it's my first kid and everything. So she's like, yeah, it could be a while. Just like stay in contact with me. So we're like, okay. I don't remember the exact timeline of events, but at some point in the night, like Eric called her and he was like, he had been kind of texting and that with whatnot with her throughout the night. And he's like, I think you really need to come. Like, this is getting to the point where I don't know what to do. Like she's, (laughs) she's in a lot of pain and I was mostly just in my bed throughout the time. So my, I didn't mention this earlier, my goal was to labor at home as long as possible. However, I had not, being that I had never experienced birth before, like I didn't think about 
how do you get from home to the hospital when things are really, really painful? Right. (laughs) And I don't know. I just thought there would be like this breaking point in my birth where, oh, like things are pausing. Let's head to the hospital. Like, no, that did not happen. <laughs> like all these things you just don't realize when yes. it's your first birth. <laughs> right. So things progressively were getting more and more painful. I think around like midnight or I don't know, something like that. I had, I took a shower and of course I had to shave my legs, you know, <laughs> after that was when it was like, it was really painful and I really didn't get out of bed much. Our doula came. I don't know what time she came, maybe like around four thirty or five or something like that. She was there for a little while and I was laying on the bed and I'm in between contractions. So I would get really, really hot when I was having a contraction. And then as soon as they were done, I would get really, really cold and it like want all these blankets on me <laughs> and the contraction come and I'd be like sweating, like, Oh, get them off of me. I'm dying. <laughs> so it was like really intense. And I, I did not realize like how painful it was going to be. And another thing that I had done, so I was trying to like, you know, I had wanted to do all the natural things and all of that. So I had gotten all of these different essential oils, like that someone had recommended, like she said, it really helped her through her labor. And so I was like, okay, cool. Thinking that it was somehow going to provide, provide this relief, like to take the pain away from the contractions. <laughs> and I think, well, I think I waited a little bit long, too long to like start using them during the birthing process. And I didn't like fully prepare Eric, like use this for this and this for that. And so he didn't really know what to do. And I wasn't in a state to like try to explain to him. So my, the doula knew, like I had sent her the plan of like the essential oil stuff. But by then it was, it was too late and they literally did nothing for me. (laughs) So, you know, we tried like the hip squeezes and all that kind of stuff. And like some of it helped, but I remember a lot of it, like being like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have to poop. Like every time I'd have a contraction, it was just like, feels like I have to poop. (laughs) But of course that was the baby. Now I know. Yeah. After the doula had arrived and I'm on the bed having contractions and had one contraction and all of a sudden there was like this giant pop. So this is the complete opposite of your experience with your water breaking. There was a this loud pop that everyone could hear and the my water just like sprayed everywhere. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was it was like the movies where you see like this explosive thing and it literally shot and Eric was like told me later that it hit his leg and <laughs> stop it <laughs> yes wow. all the pressure from the baby yes okay yep it just <laughs> so right after that happened like immediately I popped up ran to the toilet and they're like no like it's fine like you know don't worry about it and I was like no I have to push and so I got on the toilet and I was like pushing like I think I thought that I was gonna poop or something and the doula, she was like, um, you, no, you can't, you can't be doing that right now. <laughs> like, we need to go to the hospital right now. And because <laughs> it, it just, it was just like an instant, like that must've been my, what, you know, your transition or whatever they call it. And I was just, I had that like deep guttural, like moaning and pushing type noises were coming out of me. <laughs> 
And they were like, nope, we got to get you to the hospital. Either we're going to call an ambulance or like, you need to get in the car right now. Um, they got everything, you know, I was like, I am not going in ambulance and I'm not going, they, we have a hospital, like two minutes from our house, which wasn't the hospital I was planning to go to. And I was like, no, like I'm going to my hospital. I'm not going there. And like, so like, okay, well, like you need to get moved into the car then. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. So I'm like, okay. So in between, I'm like trying to make my way to the, to the car and I'm like trying to shut off lights and stuff. And Eric's like, what are you doing? Like, just get in the car. <laughs> you're like wait I didn't make dinner (laughs) yes I'm not prepared get out the door out the front door and I have a contraction and I like drop to my knees because I I couldn't stand it was too painful so I'm on my knees having a contraction in the front yard and (laughs) this was like it was around six in the morning so it was light out because it was springtime and, you know, cars are driving by. I'm like, oh my gosh, if somebody sees this, probably look ridiculous. But I mean, I wasn't thinking that at the time. Obviously, I didn't care what people were thinking, but they're like, Rachel, you need to get to the car. And I'm like, no, like, can I just lay here in the grass for a little bit? They're like, no, you need to get to the car. And so I crawled to the car because I couldn't, couldn't walk, crawled to the car, got in. And thankfully, Eric had put a bunch of towels down because the entire time I was just gushing, 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 gushing water. I think I had like a, you know, adult diaper depends, whatever they're called on because my sister-in-law had bought them for me ahead of time. Cause she's like, you're going to need these. Just, just keep them. You're going to need these. Yeah. <laughs> so I had one of those on and it was like, it was soaking through. Like it was just pouring out of me. It was crazy. I could not believe how much water. Yeah. Your, um, your body keeps producing the the fluid. <laughs> yes. It was yeah, it was a lot. (laughs) So, so yeah, we got into the car and it was, it's a good, like 20, 25 minute drive to the hospital. The doula was in the car. She was like, normally they don't do this, but she was like, I'm, I'm going to ride with you because I don't want you to have this baby in the car. And like, if you do, I want to be there to help support. (laughs) So she left her car at our house and rode with us and Eric drove like a maniac to the hospital. Like 90 was probably like, thankfully it was like mostly highway and he was going like 90 to a hundred, probably, probably high. I don't even know the whole way, probably faster because we made it there pretty quickly. And our doula was like, you know, in between like trying to like say things to me and then she'd be like, Oh, Oh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Cause he was just like weaving in and out of people pretty sure he got flipped off on the way there. And, um, thank goodness, you know, those like called Oh shit handles in the car. Like oh, yeah. I was just death gripping that. And every time I would have a contraction, I had to like pull myself up to like take the pressure off my butt because it just felt like I was going to like, you know, when you feel like you're going to poop your pants, like when you, if you're like, if you ever, I don't know. Not saying I put my pants, but you know, that feeling when you're like, I got to go now. Like it was like that. Yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, we finally, I remember we, Eric and I have t- talk about this now. Like we saw these, there's like these big, I don't even know what they are. They're from like a big plant, but we saw those. And that's like right by the exit where you get off to go to the hospital. And we're like, okay. Like we both saw those and it was like, we took a breath, like we're, we made it. We're not going to have this baby in the car. <laughs> so we get there and we had, one of them had called the hospital on our way there. Like, Hey, heads up, we're coming. Like, we're going to need to get 
get to a room ASAP. So they met us. It's a, it was a really small hospital. It was a different hospital that I delivered Monroe at, but really small hospital. So we pulled up there by the emergency and they were waiting for us with a wheelchair, <laughs> wheeled us in. It was, I felt like, you know, the movies getting like run in with the wheelchair, got me right to the room and they checked me as soon as I got there and I was dilated to 10. So <laughs> they're like, yep, you can push. And I was like, well, that's good because I am, and I cannot stop. <laughs> and the doctor wasn't there yet. So all of the nurses, there was a bunch of nurses in the room. And then there was this one um, doctor. I remember specifically remember seeing him because he was an emerge. I work at the hospital. So I know like the different scrubs have different meanings and he was in the black scrub. So I knew he was an ER doc and he was so awkward. Like he was just awkwardly standing off to the side, like didn't know where to look, didn't know what to do. <laughs> he wasn't really doing anything, but I think he just had to be in there for hospital reasons. So they're trying to like put an IV in me and I am not holding still for them. Like they're kind of frantic. I think um, Daxton's heart rate was kind of like dipping a little bit and they were concerned. They put oxygen on me for a little bit and that I kept like taking it off and they kept putting it back on. <laughs> um, finally, the doctor arrived and I say, finally, it was, I was only at the hospital 40 minutes after, before he was born, but like she arrived and kind of just like took control of the room and everything mm -hmm. seemed to like calm down a little bit. People yeah. were like, you know, she was like, okay, like you do this, you do that. Like we could all just like relax a little bit. Oh, yeah. Everyone, you know, you could just tell there was like a shift in the room. Mm -hmm. So then I had been pushing basically since I got there. And finally she was like, I think there was something going on with his heart rate. And she was like, you know, if, if he doesn't come out on this next push, like I'm going to have to do an episiotomy, which I really, really did not want. But in that moment, I'm just like, sure, like do whatever you got to do, you know? And so I pushed again, like that he didn't come. And so then she cut me and next push, he just kind of flew out <laughs> oh, and my yeah. And then, yeah, he put on my chest. He had this full head of hair and like, that was just that. Yeah. That moment was just like the best moment in my life. Like up to that point, you know, like it was just yeah. so awesome that I was like instantly in love and like, it was crazy. It was a crazy whirlwind, <laughs> but, um, like if he hadn't have been <laughs> my first, I think I would have delivered in the car, but <laughs> yeah, that was really, really close. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You and did a really good visual of everything from being in your front yard up until <laughs> Jackson is born. <laughs> Yeah. It's like his story is like way more exciting because there's just like, you know, so much to it, but I liked Monroe's birth. Like, not that I like choose, but like her birth just was so much easier for me, you know, <laughs> but like his story is just like more fun to tell because there's more yeah. excitement to it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. But no, they're both unique in their own ways. And yeah. Yeah. What you just said about like after like Daxton being born and like you're just like instantly in love like I I definitely resonate with that too because as soon as Lincoln was born I remember just like 
sighing and also like crying. It was like the best and craziest moment all at once. It's just so cool. Yeah, there is just nothing like that. That moment of meeting your baby for the first time and just their warm little body up against you. And like, it's just the best. I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember. And so we didn't know, again, we were like, didn't know gender for um, either of them. So we saw he was a boy and I was like, oh my gosh, Eric, he looks like you, which I don't know if he actually did, but I thought he looked like Eric in that moment. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I didn't find out um, if I was having a boy or a girl. Oh, you didn't? Either. Okay. Yes, I was surprised. Yeah. And actually, oh, go ahead. Oh, I just, I love the surprise in that. Like, I think it's just, it gives that motivation to like really push through and like, I don't know. I just, I love that being the only ones that know it for that period of time before you tell everybody, like, it's just really, really cool. It's really special. Yeah. And I actually, I didn't have an ultrasound the whole time I was pregnant. So, um, I, no one knew (laughs) what I was having. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's funny. You mentioned that because for Monroe, Eric actually knew she was a girl because the ultrasound tech had written it up on the, the screen and he happened to like see it. And so he knew the whole time and I knew that he knew but like he told me after the appointment, like he was acting really, really weird. And I was like, okay, what is going on? Like, what? I'm like, you know what it is, don't you? He's like, um, yeah. <laughs> but we agreed that he would just keep it a secret to himself. He would not tell anybody. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't tell anybody that he knew. So yeah. that nobody, you know, so the whole time or, well, I guess from 20 weeks on, like he knew what she, that she was a girl and I did not. So that was kind of cool too, just because, you know, when you're the one carrying the baby, like you have that closeness and like you're experiencing all the things. And then once like the dad doesn't really get to like experience those things. So like him being able to know what, that she was a girl, like that was kind of his thing and he kind of liked it. So. Yeah. That's so special. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Yes, you too. I'm, I was kind of a, on a whim to share Daxton's tonight, but I figured oh, it kind of made sense. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so <sighs> I loved, I loved hearing your story too. I've been really excited to hear it. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go put my baby to bed. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go to bed. I know. Right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll catch you guys next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. You can find me, Rachel on Instagram at Rach R. Lawrence. And you can find me, Beth, on Instagram at Raven Hair Chica. Bye.